Hello and welcome to Ararat Baptist Church's midweek service. Even though we can't meet together at the moment, we can still join together in worship, prayer and around God's Word. So we do hope you'll enjoy this short time of worship as we bring our praises to the King of Heaven. Welcome to this podcast service from Ararat Baptist Church. My name is Graham Watts and I'm delighted to be able to lead you today. First of all, um, begin with a, a short prayer. In the beginning, before time, before people, before the world began, God was and we praise you, Lord. Here and now, among us, beside us, among the peoples of the earth and for the purposes of heaven, God is, and we praise you, Lord. In the future, when all have turned to dust and all we know has found its fulfilment, God will be, and we praise you, Lord. We come into God's presence as we sing our first hymn, which is Crown Him with many crowns.
Now let's pray together. Our Father and our God, we thank you for your goodness, your love and your faithfulness revealed to us in the person of Jesus. We come today to offer our prayers of worship and praise to you, the living God, the one who was and is and is to come. And as we gather in your name, wherever we are, we offer our praise together as we say the prayer that Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our reading today is found in the very last book of the Bible, in the book of Revelation, chapter 1, beginning at verse 9, which is a record of John's vision of the risen Jesus Christ. I, John, your brother and companion in the suffering and kingdom, and patient endurance that are as in Jesus, was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. On the Lord's day I was in the Spirit, and I heard behind me a loud voice like a trumpet, which said, Write on a scroll what you see, and send it to the seven churches, to Ephesus, Smyrna, Pergamum, Thyatira, Sardis, Philadelphia, and Laodicea. I turned round to see the voice that was speaking to me, and when I turned I saw seven golden lampstands, and among the lampstands was someone like a son of man, dressed in a robe reaching down to his feet, and with a golden sash round his chest. The hair on his head was white like wool, as white as snow, and his eyes were like blazing fire. His feet were like bronze glowing in a furnace, and his voice was like the sound of rushing waters. In his right hand he held seven stars. And coming out of his mouth was a sharp double-edged sword. His face was like the sun, shining in all its brilliance. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. Then he placed his right hand on me and said, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead. And now, look, I am alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. We thank the Lord for the reading of his word. And we're going to think about that together in just a moment. But I'd like now to come to some prayers of intercession. And um, although in a sense we're not physically gathered together, this prayer does have a response which you I will leave space for you to, to join in if you so wish. You can either say it out loud or you can imagine it silently in your heart. 
And the response is, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come, your will be done. So let us pray for the breaking in of God's kingdom in our world today. O Lord our God, because Jesus has taught us to trust you in all things, we hold fast to his word and we share his plea. We pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where countries waste food and covet fashion, while Jesus Christ says, I was hungry, I was thirsty, we say, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where Christians seek the kingdom in the shape of their own church, as if Christ had come to build and not to break barriers. We pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where we are obsessed with being adult and forget to become like children, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where our prayers falter, our faith weakens or our light grows dim, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Where Jesus Christ calls us, we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done. Lord God, you have declared that your kingdom is among us. Open our ears to hear it, our hands to serve it, our hearts to hold it. This we pray in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. I guess not so many of us have been on an overseas holiday this year. For obvious reasons, travel has been difficult. But I heard of a couple queuing at the airport check-in when the husband turned to his wife and said, oh, I wish we'd brought the piano. The wife replied, don't be daft, we've got eight bags already. To which the husband glumly responded, ah yes, but the tickets are on the piano. It's strange, isn't it, how sometimes we can get so well organised and prepared for all eventualities and yet miss the most important thing. It's a little bit like a, a well-known painting by the artist Adolf Menzel. He was once commissioned to paint an official portrait of Frederick the Great, surrounded by his officials and generals. He painted the background the officers, the dignitaries, and then just as he was about to start on the main figure of Frederick the Great, sadly, he died. So the painting that's on view has everything 
except the main thing. It's sad that many people come to the end of our lives and have never really understood what it means to have life in its fullness, in all its fullness. Never receive the life that God offers in Jesus. So I want to ask the question, what does it mean to have Jesus at the centre? And so to our reading from the first chapter of the book of Revelation, John experiences a profound encounter with Jesus. It's so deep and profound that we are told he fell face down as if dead. Some people have very moving encounters, dramatic and transformational, but many do not. For lots of people, the experience of meeting God, meeting Jesus is something much more gentle, calmer, but nevertheless, it's just as real. However, here we have the benefit of John sharing his experience writing it down for us, meeting Jesus in a very dramatic way. So let's share something of this vision. We are told that Jesus places his right hand on John and says, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. I was dead, but I am alive forever and ever. So here is Jesus, the risen Jesus, the great I am. He is the one who was at the beginning of all things. He lives now and for eternity, forevermore. He is the living one. This is absolutely, totally inspiring. Because Jesus is the great I am, that means there was no time in the past when he did not exist and no time in the future when he will not be. Jesus is the eternal word of God. He wasn't just there at the beginning. He was the beginning. He won't just be there at the end of all things. He is the end of all things. The risen Jesus Christ encompasses all time and eternity. I ask you, how amazing is that? He is the living one. And that means he is present with us here and now. He's Lord of time and space. Back in the 20th century, Einstein helped us to understand something of the nature of space and time. But Jesus is Lord of space and time. Again, I ask you, how amazing is that? How great is that? You really don't have to understand it. In fact, I think it's probably impossible to fully grasp that with our, with our minds. As someone once remarked, how small would Jesus have to be to fit inside your brain? But you can see how John would have been completely overcome by this vision that he fell face down. 
as if dead. So yes, this is an utterly, utterly inspiring vision. And yet there is something important. There's a practical lesson that follows on from this. In this vision, Jesus begins with the words, do not be afraid. We might imagine that encountering this awesome vision could be very frightening. Jesus understands that. So his first words are, do not be afraid. In fact, the Gospels record Jesus saying that to his first disciple on several occasions, as he came to them across the water, for example, on the Sea of Galilee, he said, do not be afraid. On the Mount of Transfiguration, he said, do not fear. These words tell us something really crucially important that I think we all need to hear maybe especially in these challenging times that we're living through. They tell us that God is for us, not against us. We do not have to fear anything, because Jesus is the living one who died and rose again. With Jesus, even the terror of the grave has been taken away. Now, of course, that is truly wonderful. But if we're honest, we are still very prone to being fearful and afraid, aren't we? We are fearful of illness. We're afraid of the unknown. We're uncertain about the future. We are fearful of all sorts of things, loneliness perhaps. And I suspect that the current pandemic has highlighted many of these fears. And let's be honest, Christians are not immune to these things. We are human beings, which I guess is why Jesus said these words so many times. Do not be afraid. Jesus lived our life. Jesus lived our life, died our death. He knows exactly what we are like, how we feel. And still he says, do not fear. And the key to that is realising the sheer enormity of who Jesus is. He is the living one. He has died, but lives forever. He is the beginning and the end of all things. And he promises his presence through all things in this life until we meet face to face in glory. That's why we need to have Jesus at the centre. Now, of course, we, we all still have to do the practical things that mean we are living sensibly in this world. We have to do all the peripheral stuff. We have to pay the bills, get the car insured, do the shopping. We still visit the doctor when we're not well. Yes, of course, but with Jesus at the centre, maybe we can learn a little bit more about what it means to cast our burdens upon him. Jesus says, do not be afraid. Whatever is causing you anxiety, 
fear, worry, however you feel at this very moment, Jesus still says, don't be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am the living one. Perhaps we can make this our prayer. Jesus, be the centre. Be my source. Be my light. Jesus. Jesus, be the centre. Be my hope. Be my song. Jesus. Be the fire in my heart. Be the wind in these sails. Be the reason that I live. Jesus. Jesus. Perhaps a moment of quiet as we reflect on those words. And then in a moment, we'll sing the song, Jesus Be the Centre.
Now finally a prayer uh, to, in a sense, rededicate our lives to the Lord. I invite you again to respond um, with the words, Jesus, lead us on. Jesus, lead us on. From where we are now to where you need us. Jesus, lead us on. From the security of what we know to the adventure of what you will reveal, Jesus, lead us on. To refashion the fabric of this world until it resembles the shape of your kingdom, Jesus, lead us on. And a final blessing. Lord, set your blessing on us as we go forth together. Confirm in us your truth by which we rightly live. Confront us with the truth from which we wrongly turn. We ask not for what we want, but for what you know we need, as we offer ourselves afresh to you and for you. Through Jesus Christ, our Saviour and Lord. Amen. Thanks for joining with us. Hope you enjoyed it. And we look forward to welcoming you once again to Ararat Baptist Church. Thank you.